You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Brought to, you by, brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. I'm a quarter of your co-host today, okay? I'm Candice. Not so newlywed PC on all social media. Happy holidays. Um, you know, go kiss somebody under the mistletoe, ho. Do what you got to do. Um, we have a special guest. I'm going to let our special guest introduce himself. Come on in this door. Thank you guys. Thank you for letting me pop in to play in the snow because I have thoughts and I'm 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 ready to drag Lisa Barlow or Phil because I fucking Well you on the right podcast for it. <laughs> and then as usual we got Adrian here. Hey Adrian. Hey y'all. Hey Jeremy. What's up, niggas? Jeremy is just now seeing the Croy, um, the Croy video. <laughs> him and Kim Zosiak Beerman are definitely involved in some domestic disputes. Um, I just wanted all I want to say about that is if you got fifteen hundred dollars to go buy a bag from Kim on Instagram, take your ass down to the Neiman's, to the Bergdorf, uh, Saks. Uh, you know, any of them Bloomingdale's don't be buying that fake designer shit from Kim Zosiak because she's desperate and pressed. Okay, nobody is selling six pieces of Louis Vuitton luggage for 10k. Nobody, especially when one suitcase is probably four five thousand dollars alone. If you go to the website, do not get got with the gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. let that white woman struggle loudly and proudly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let let her struggle. Let her sell that DH gate ass designer shit to somebody that's not us niggas. Cause if it was authentic, you think she would even had to sell it? She could just have an estate sale. But you can't have an estate sale because the shit not authentic. Oh, well, she ain't got no estate either. Oh, that's true. She could have had a yard sale in a in in her soon to be uh ex yard, but the shit's not it's not real. So be cool. Um we back for another week and we got a lot to get through. I got I, I got a lot of shit that I got to say about these shows, but we're going to start with Salt Lake City. Um, First things first, what a you bitches are boring. Y'all went to Bermuda and have not had fun yet. What what is the point here? What what was the reason? Oh and I'm just trying to figure out why we're so gung ho. For Lisa to be people's friends this season. The Thank bitch you. is not a good friend. She wasn't a good friend of Meredith. And then the other part that's getting on my nerves, and we might as well just jump into it. Cause I, I gotta be honest, I don't care about Monica's family issues. If your mama could call down to Bermuda and tell your family not to fuck with you because you wouldn't let your mama come to Bermuda on this girl's trip that Bravo paid for, then that's not <laughs> family you should be bothered with. That's that's what I want to say. But I want to just say that a lot of the shit, and I do believe Meredith is behind these burner accounts. I do believe that part. Because why is a why are the burner accounts only coming to your inbox, Meredith? 
And why are you calling Monica saying, hey, check your DMs. I bet you got a DM from this account in there. That's your doing. But the shit that Meredith is sending in these burner accounts is public information. Bankruptcy, public information. SEC filings, public information. Divorce shit, public information. Criminal charges, public information. Nothing that Meredith is sending in these burner accounts is private and sacred and, and dredged up by somebody that only knows you personally. All the shit is public information. Yeah. It's not... <clears throat> it is public information. It just... It looks bad and poor taste on Meredith considering that was her, like, rightfully her issue with Jen. With Jen and, you know, saying all that mean shit about her son and the burner accounts and stuff there. So it just... It, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. But it but you're right, it is public information. Yeah, and, and to me, I just think, again, it's, the, it's too coincidental. Very Burner true. accounts only DM you, Meredith. They don't DM the rest of the girls. And they only DM you information about women you seem to be into it with. Like, there's some lipstick alley shit. It is. Like, they only women you're into it with. They're not DMing you dirt about Heather. They're not DMing you dirt about Whitney. They're not DMing you dirt about Monica. They're DMing you dirt about women that you have had very public falling outs with. And that's Angie and Lisa. It's very coincidental. The other part is, if you don't care this much, right? If you claim not to care, you're so busy and you're living your life, why even go to Monica and be like, hey, an account DM me some information about about Angie? If you don't give a fuck what Angie got going on, if somebody is in your, if somebody is um not even in your main Instagram account, but if they in your spam inbox, you are, that means you're going and looking for this information. Pretty you much. are actively checking your spam Instagram uh DM box. And you like, it just, to me, it doesn't make sense. I think the ladies are well within their rights to call Meredith out. And Meredith is also doing that weird gaslighter manipulation thing where- <sighs> She's not getting upset. She's not raising her voice. Well, I didn't do it. You did. Like, bitch. give me a break. I didn't you do did it. Do. And you did do it. You absolutely have been doing it. it. It is you. It is you. I've never gotten a a DM from a burner account on somebody I don't like. Let alone it happens over and over again. Like, come on, Meredith. That is absolutely you behind those burner accounts. You <laughs> never got a DM with information on Angie. You dug up the information on Angie, created the burner account, and then messaged Monica. And yes, you are getting Monica to do your bidding. Because if you had gotten some, some information on Angie yourself, you would have either went directly to Angie or you would have deleted the shit and not paid it no attention. You I want this information to be out. But be a real villain. Be, just stand up and be a real villain. I don't like you bitches. And I'm going to be as maniacal as I feel like being every time y'all cross me. Just say that. That part. Meredith won't do it, though. She's so she's so obsessed with her image. Oh, I'm such an upright no, bitch. You get in the mud and get dirty like everybody else. Yes. Yes. And that is what is bothering the fuck out of me this season with this whole dm shit and all this stuff with monica and i and i even agree with angie meredith does make threats if i wanted to ruin your whole family i could baby that's basically a threat then do it meredith do it you keep talking about it go ahead and do it do it 
And I also think we need to hold Monica's feet to the fire because this is the second time she's spreading some stuff to the group without fact-checking it herself. Oh, yeah, that is that part, yeah. Like, you're not fact-checking it. You're not saying this doesn't make sense. You're running straight to Lisa, and Lisa is running straight to Angie. And it's very fucking, it's like a game of telephone. You could have went directly to Angie. I don't understand the running to Lisa. Like, the whole Lisa, Monica, and even with, like, y'all don't like Lisa, but you want to tell her stuff, and you want to loop her in. If I don't like a bitch, I'm not going to a bitch I don't like to have a conversation with them about another bitch that I'm on the outs with. That, to me, does not make sense. And I watch the scene and I'm like, why? Like, it's too much. Well, just like to also add to this, y'all are fucking 50. Continue, John. Yeah, yes! Like, y'all are not in y'all 20s. Like, y'all are grown. Y'all be fucking real. Like, it's just, if you don't like her, just stay your distance. Like, I get y'all have to film together, and I get it's better than y'all talking, but some conversations are just disjointed. I'm like, they feel like chopped up scenes almost. Like, it does. It's one conversation here, another one here, and then you just spliced it together. There's no cohesion. Yeah. I also want to say, I think it's really creepy for Monica to be this obsessed with Heather's sex life. That made me cringe. That because. Why? First of all, if that lady doesn't want to have conversations on camera about her sex life and her child sex life, <laughs> that is her fucking business. What are y'all doing? I just is weird. I do think Monica has been, you know, integral in bringing a mess to the forefront. But again, like a lot of this drama is just very boring at best. It's boring at best. Boring it's, at best. It's just Whitney ain't talking about nothing. Heather and her shoulders ain't talking about nothing. Um, Lisa, she milking Jack's missionary trip. And then Angie, you going on dates with your husband. Like, I for, I keep forgetting that Angie is there. But I think. Um, I forget Angie is there until she tried to buck up with Meredith. And even then, it's just kind of like... Meredith and Angie are two sides of the same coin, so I don't understand what what their issue is with each other. They're I mean, both passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're both not, you know, don't know don't know how to really stand up in their shit. Nope. It's just you know, well, it's that, the Spider Man point and Spider Man meme. Well, see, that's exactly why they can't get along, though, friend, because they there can only be one, and there's two. And so they, I feel like they're gonna have to fight it out at the reunion. Yeah, because again, and also that my first Lisa, you don't have cybersecurity on shit standby. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your lying weird ass up. She's a dumbass. Uh, just a stunt <laughs> queen. I mm. will get cybersecurity involved. Well, you should why you didn't get cybersecurity involved when the DM was leaking your shit last season. Okay. Why didn't you cybersecurity get, then? Where was cybersecurity when you was on tape recorded? Calling your best friend before the show of twenty plus years of whore. Oh, she fucked everybody. What was the security then? Please, everybody in the you fuck it for real, Lisa Barlow. Your face pockets, like give me a fucking <laughs> your face pockets. <laughs> like I mean, I started to watch Salt Lake City closer, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, not her face. I mean, hitting like 
that because it's the it's the the jowls are just jowls. It's like <laughs> not, not her face having them, them like them dresses that got pockets in them. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I've never watched Salt Lake City this close. I'm not do that no more. Oh yeah, then like they just are. It's... Not John saying he got too close to the snow. Too close. Like, <laughs> I said the same thing while watching Potomac. I said I'm never usually this close up on the TV. I was like, okay, black may not crack, but it's spread because I'm like, I want to expect some of this. Don't look like this. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean. I don't really have much. I they there's no getting to the they they haven't gotten to the bottom of any of their issues this season. Nope. And we are very close to the end of the season and they haven't gotten to to the root of anything. And next week it looks like Heather and Whitney are going to have some type of very minor white woman physical altercation. Meredith is going to blow up. But again, you brought that on yourself because if I if I am the only person that magically gets these DMs from burner accounts, I'm not saying shit. Let somebody else get the DM for a change. Like if if Monica got DM too, but she was never gonna say nothing, then we was never gonna discuss it. But you just you look guilty, Meredith. It looks very crazy in the light, and the ladies are not wrong. But you giving Lisa a leg to stand on. Again, everybody that's been giving Lisa a leg to stand on this season has annoyed the fuck out of me. Fuck Lisa Barton. It's her. been very weird because y'all don't like Lisa. And why, why do you want to be friends with her? Like, she's not a good person. She's not. She don't. She's just like, the lights are on, but nobody's home. Like, Lisa is so <laughs> dead behind the eyes. And she just, like, she just talks as if, She's a talk boy from like the 90s where she's got four programmable settings and she's going to say this. And it's like, Lisa, that doesn't match what we're talking about. So press button two, press button three. Like, <laughs> not automated, Lisa. <laughs> that's what she is. Like, she just be talking just to talk. And it's like, okay. That do bring up, it's like, y'all watch, watch Lisa call Meredith again, who I, just to bring the point home. Is her real life friend from way before this show was even conceptually thought of for at least 15 plus years. Y'all saw Lisa call her a whore and that she fucked everybody. This the motherfucker y'all want to be friends with. All right, man. All right. Okay. For sure. Well, let's uh let's let's just head to Potomac then since we're here. Uh I mean we're getting a mid-season trailer. After episode six, uh, I think I, I, I think mid season has more than one meeting in this in this case. No, because the, how much have they shortened this season to be getting a mid season trailer after episode six? Does yes. that mean we're not getting an 18, 20 episode season? If so, I, I'm glad. I'm fucking glad. Right, because this season has been the definition of mid so far. I'm truly glad. Ugh. Um, I don't, I don't care about Aneka and Wendy's beef. It's stupid. It's petty. It, 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 it doesn't have any merit. It's contrived. Um, it's contrived. <laughs> it discusses a lot of people that we don't see on the show, like cousins and sisters and mamas and grandmamas. It, there's no reason for that to be the point of contention between Wendy and Aneka. I, ju I just honestly do not care. I don't care if it's true or not. I don't care if Wendy's mama is trying to sacrifice Aneka to whoever. 
it is what it is. Uh, stay prayed up. That's that's all I got. The only thing I have to add to that is if if Wendy's mama actually put a root on her, I would I would have liked to seen that. Yeah, and I don't think nobody's trying to put a root on that goddamn girl. She's just Me. trying to. She's trying to come in hot, and it's yeah. not working. Yeah, that's really all it is. And then everybody talking about Wendy's. Wendy's insults and clapbacks, calling her a crackhead and calling uh uh Mia slow is ableist and it's this and it's that and it's I don't give a fuck what y'all are talking about. Something is absolutely delayed with Mia, and Aneka is very clearly on somebody something because you are arguing down about shit that does not matter in any capacity. I don't care. You it's given very much crackhead. It's definitely giving Marie's mom mm. $30 for the mink coat at the pawn shop. Robin and this dramatic bullshit that she tried to pull when they brought up Juan and her lying all last season. Um, one thing about white women, they gonna turn the tears on. <laughs> Those white women waterworks was working. <laughs> She could have, she could have, she could have uh, watered every lawn in fucking Potomac with them white woman tears. Not the mulatto melancholy. Because what do you want people to say? What do you want people to say? You are very obviously sticking by a man who cheats on you. But even worse, because hey, cheating maybe is not everybody's deal breaker. Maybe y'all have some arrangement that y'all have behind closed doors and don't want to let it out, let the cat out the bag. That's y'all's business yet again. But you are very clearly sticking by beside somebody who is just not a very good person when we look at the details of what went on, what went on at Coppin State University. And yes, he was dismissed from the law- lawsuit that the, the young man brought against the school. But even still, he was complicit and he knew what was going on. And that in and of itself is a fucking issue that you as somebody in a position of power had the authority and the ability to help a student be safe and you turn the other fight, you turn the other cheek. You did not care. You're yeah. sticking, but you're sticking by that type of a man. Oh, that really? is the problem that we all have with you, Robin. It's not that you are sticking by Juan. You're sticking by Juan and Juan has shown himself to not give a fuck about how his actions affect you and your children. And he's just not a good person. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even though, you know, the the, the situation um, that you brought up is very is very valid. We don't even have to go that far. He's just not a good person. He's he, he's just been he's been unkind to you and other people since he's been put on our TV screen. And that is who you choose to stick beside. And while, while you choose to stick beside him while being defensive and gaslighting people about why this makes no sense that you stick beside this person. Huh. And while gaslighting people about transparency mm. and being honest and living in your truth and you've done none of it. And that's the, I'm going to put a pin in this because I'm going to come back to it when we go to Married to Medicine. The one thing that has been annoying me about both of these shows, both Potomac and Married to Medicine is the lack of self-awareness of the cast members. We can go back and roll the footage. Y'all are liars when there is when there is 
visual proof of the things that y'all have said and done. Visual proof, audio proof. It has aired on our TV screens. Yo proof, we your can mama find proof. the clips on YouTube right now. Robin, you you have said before your biggest issue with Karen, your biggest issue with Monique, your biggest issue with this person and that person has been that they're not transparent. They don't stand in their truth. They try to be private. They, you did the same exact fucking thing. So you doing all this fucking crying and lying about what more do people want from you? The same fucking thing you want from people. The truth. Tell the truth. The truth ain't um, in it. It's um. not. It's not at all. And I'm in the way Karen tore you up with that goddamn bonnet. And said you was all but a part, you one step from being a part of a, a polygamy community. Mm. And you going to stick beside him. She didn't lie. Well, I mean, listen, Juan got a gaggle of bitches on Robin is one of them. Put dumb in front of bitches. Mm. He got a gaggle of dumb bitches. And she the main dumb bitch. She the <laughs> head dumb bitch in charge. She is bottom bitch. Yeah. She's, bottom <laughs> dumb, she's a bottom dumb bitch. <laughs> His, his BDB. His BDB. <laughs> his bottom dumb bitch. Write it down. Text it to me. Listen, I don't know what, what more to say. I don't really care to discuss um anything pertaining to it, Wendy and this Aneka shit. Um, but I do wanna say that Mia bitch, did you forget that you had a meltdown? on your intro season when Candace said Joe mama. So how dare you bring anything up concerning Wendy's mama when you cry for 40 days and 40 nights about Candace not saying your mama a crackhead, your mama this. She just said, oh, your mama. Did you not for like, again, that's what I mean by the lack of self-awareness is astounding when y'all get in front of these cameras because you of all people should be very sensitive to mamas the way you cried for 40 days and 40 nights behind somebody saying your mama. Not only that, you bring your mama on here for the world to tear down knowing her struggles. Because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was a weird time because I'm pretty sure Adrian, you you that was the first thing out of your mouth with that. And you was right. It's like, why would you bring your mom on here knowing knowing how she's struggling and knowing that the world is not going to be kind to her? Hell, you not kind to her. So the audacity of you to like not have any awareness about sensitivity when it comes to mamas. Because Mia don't care. But let's just she doesn't care what she has to use to be on this to be on this show she gave her friend of so many years her ass to kiss and did that girl so wrong on the show done release to the world that your son got an iep or a 504 plan just so you can just so you can earn some sympathy points because wendy called you slow which you are Mm. like she she doesn't care she'll sacrifice whoever and whatever for a storyline so She's a nasty opportunist. Very. Yep. Very nasty. Um, Them bringing up this, first of all, uh, Ashley and Michael Darby are not getting divorced. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what lies she feeds to us. You would not go and buy a house with your husband soon if he was going to be your soon-to-be ex-husband and his name is on the house. 
That is not indicative of a pending divorce. Because I was going to say, you damn sure know you ain't buying no house with your money alone. Michael and Ashley are not getting divorced. Ashley needed a rebrand. That is all this is. She is going to spoon feed us bits and pieces about the quote unquote divorce and having there's so much to work out and so much to straighten out until eventually we'll, we'll, there will be some news that the divorce is no longer on the table and they have decided to work things out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm with you there, Candace. I, I see the playbook. I see now, the, I, I, I want to ask our, our resident attorney uh her her opinion on this as somebody who you know knows some of the ins and outs and stuff like that do ashley and michael adrian seem like they're actually headed for a divorce Mm, possibly and this is why i say possibly um i think her getting that property we don't know what kind of financial situation Ashley has been in if she would have been able to qualify for that house on her own. I also think that's a control mechanism for Michael. He's used to using his money to control Ashley. So being able, this house is just an extension to be able to do that even post-divorce. Because if she's saying that she's not going to receive alimony, but if she falls on hard times, Michael has agreed that he's going to help. You don't think that comes with like right? Like it just—I don't know. Some done curl all the way over, huh? I said some just is not curling all the way over. Um, it just doesn't seem like I don't think divorce. Divorce. I can say that. Okay, that's fair. I don't think she does either. I don't think she wants to get divorced either. I think this we're separate, living separate. I filed for divorce thing. Like I said, it's enough to to keep the viewers going, hmm, let's, you know, keep Ashley around. She's going through a divorce. And to keep us from asking where Michael is. Yes. Yeah. I can see yeah. it. Like I, I I do I do tend to think that this is more on the rebrand side, but I I could see And like, was Ashley I, the one that filed for divorce? I think so, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. it was Ashley. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think she, I think she did that. I, what I believe is her and Michael started this relationship where they were basically swingers. It wouldn't be nothing for them to have a threesome or foursome, whatever. She became a mom. She's not on that anymore, but Michael is still very much on that. And she thought filing for a divorce would be some kind of wake up call when that Australian bastard is like, let's go throw another on the Barbie. Cause I'm finna be out here getting loose. That's my interpretation. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Cause I I don't think. Cause I mean, listen, Ash, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley's whole even like stick of getting with this man was not trying to be broke like her mama. So she don't want to. She don't want to be separated from that money. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, like I said, it just it just I'm calling bullshit shenanigans. Y'all, my son then pushed his goddamn cocoa melon bus right in my room. He don't give a fuck about. He said the wheels okay, on I'm the sorry. bus go round and round. For sure, he said, "Let me park this right here." Thank you. I'll be back to get it. Uh, do you, buddy? Um, I like I said, I just is is this season hasn't to be six episodes in. It's not very interesting. Um, and I don't. I think the lawsuit against. Uh, between Michael and Candace is very frivolous. 
I absolutely would love to hear more about it. Um, Ashley being tight-lipped about it and lying about not knowing what's going on with it uh, is absolute bullshit. And, you know, I want to know more about that lawsuit. And you can't. I couldn't find the paperwork for it. And maybe I didn't look in the right county or whatever, but I couldn't find any paperwork for it. Mm, Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I wonder where it was filed. Yeah, I would need to know like where it was filed, at least the county, because I thought it would have been what Prince George or whatever where they are, but I didn't see it under there. Yeah, that is interesting. And and to me, you know, based on what we've seen on TV, it might seem frivolous, but it hadn't it hasn't been dismissed or thrown out or it hasn't, you know, feel like it's just kind of sitting there waiting. So I mean, well, very the, thing interesting. Defam- the thing with defamation is it probably even if even if the merits are kind of loose, a lot of it would be um, evidence that a jury would have to have and not something that's just like strictly you violated the law it's not like oh you didn't have your seatbelt we saw you didn't have your seatbelt so it's automatic violation like there's a lot of facts that the jury or if they do a bench trial they would have to look at yeah now is it in a situation like this i is what i wonder is it is it hard to prove defamation when there is like footage there is commentary from literally all of the ladies um, about Michael's mis- sexual misconduct within this, this show. That's what I'm wondering. There's a lot that they had. There's a lot that Michael would have to prove for defamation. He has to prove that she knew that the, the statement was false or that she was reckless in how she shared the information, which if everybody's talking about it, I don't know how I can be reckless with sharing information that everybody knows. Um, but then it has to, you then have to show that you actually suffer damages. So he's going to have to have people that come forward and say, I didn't do business with Michael because of X, Y, and Z, which with how for businessmen and how they get, how they can sometimes get down sexually. I don't see someone being like, I can't do business with Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm just wondering like when, when things will kick up. Cause right now, none of this is impressive. Honestly, nothing, nothing sticks out. Nothing has been really worth discussing. Um, I have nothing. Honestly, I don't have anything. We're six episodes in and nothing. And that's not just with, I'm just, honestly, that's not just with them. Uh, a, a lot of these reality shows have been falling like flat to me because they're just not what they used to be. Every production is letting stuff that I don't feel like production should be telling the cast. The cast is trying to self-produce. It's just, it's getting boring. It is. You can tell that reality TV has switched from it being organic friend groups to calculated, contrived, put together associates. Which um, you can okay. like, and they're not doing it well. They're not they're doing not it calculating well. Calculating, contriving well. They're introducing people in ways that don't make sense. Where it makes more sense for someone else on the cast to be the person that's introducing this new person. Like, go back to the drawing board. 
like with Aneka, Wendy should have not had a choice but to introduce Aneka. That is a call that production could have made. We know that Aneka's husband and Eddie went to college. We know that, you know, they they have some form of familiarity with Wendy's sister and Aneka's cousin. There's, if you wanted to introduce Aneka to the friend group, it made absolute sense for it to be Wendy and not Ashley. Ashley and Aneka don't know each other. Mm-hmm. And we can tell. And, you know, while, since we're here, we might as well segue into Married to Medicine. Um, again, this is another instance of you can tell that the friend group is getting away from it being organic and it really being friends, much like with... Um, like Real Housewives of Atlanta at its at its at the top of its game it did as well as it did because these ladies were friends. Mm-hmm. Sheree and Nene was friends. Nene and Kim was friends. Uh you know, Cynthia and Nene was friends. Uh Lisa Wu and the girls were friends and Deshaun Snows were they were fr- like they were actually friends. They were friends. And things like that. Um, even Real Housewives of Potomac, you know, Karen and Giselle were friends and Sharice, they were all friends at some point. And things started to take a turn to me when they introduced Monique. And once they couldn't get Monique out the way they wanted to, it just got really clickish. It got really, really, really clickish. And I feel like that's what's happening with Married to Medicine because we're here. Um, first, I guess, well, let's we can address this trip to the vineyard, a winery, if you will, but definitely spelled W-H-I-N-E-R-Y. Like a bunch of fucking whining and boohooing. First of all, if y'all had all these reservations about quad coming, you should not have extended the invitation, period. Mm-hmm. Toya should have said no. Watching a bunch of almost 50. Now, mind you, Sweet Tea is the youngest woman on this show, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. The rest of these women are near 50, approach or 50. Okay. Toya is 47. Quad is what? 44, 45. Why invite her if you really didn't want her there? Why invite her and you you had to try to figure out a room for her at the last minute? Why invite her so that y'all could gang up on her to air y'all grievances when the North remembers when Contessa tried to have an intervention for Heavenly, Heavenly fucking lost it and then spent the rest of the season calling Contessa all type of weak bitches and trying to physically fight her every time they was in the same space together. Heavenly is on the internet and mind you, Heavenly has rubbed me so wrong already in these six episodes because I am somebody who feels like pick a position, you cannot straddle the fence. You cannot run around talking about how much you love Miss Quad and you adore Quad. And every time you get an opportunity, you stab her in the back. Either y'all friends or y'all not friends. That's it. But y'all invited this girl on this trip to gang up on her and air y'all grievances when y'all have had countless opportunities, even with the cameras rolling, to have one-on-ones with with Quad and, and button shit up and tighten things up. So I just feel like this is one of those situations where 
it was a bunch of old bitches being bullies. Their aim was not to reconcile with Quad, really understand where Quad was coming from and have Quad understand where they were coming from. This was really a, a, a we want to, we want the opportunity to cast you out of the group and we're going to bring you here to do it. We want the opportunity to gang up on you and we about to do it here. I just, I, it just really, all of this is rubbing me the wrong way. I think Heavenly is full of shit. Um, the most, I think she's the most full of shit because you have built your social media platform on dragging your castmates, telling their business, uh, betraying their trust as friends. And so to sit up here and act like uh, Quad owes you this level of loyalty and friendship and respect, and you do not give it in general. And You're not that's... a respectful person. I mean, none of them have. Like, y'all are... A, I've heard it said that they have done productions dirty work for them because word is behind the scenes, Quad was a mess. She was cussing out production and all this other stuff, which, okay, that's fine. That's true. But then let production fire her. They should not be in a position. And I hate that they even allowed it with Potomac where you ice somebody out to basically get them fired from the show. Because if nobody will shoot scenes with them, then basically they're off the show and they've been fired from the show. We can just keep it real there. Mm -hmm. And so if I were Heavenly, I wouldn't even let them get that started over here at Married to Medicine. Because if they are able to successfully do that with Quad, Heavenly's ass is next. She is next. See, my thing is, if that's the case, um, and I said this on Twitter, um, and I'll say it again here. Um, is that the if that's true what you said Adrian, about production you know behind the scenes not getting along with Quad and her having beef with them and then wanting them out okay fine well and good but they also used the fact that the cast the girls have never liked Quad ever for real for real and they it's one of the things where I don't even think it's a case of that they allowed production to use them to do the dirty work. I feel like they wanted to do that dirty work themselves because they never liked Quad. They damn sure have, have liked Quad less since she, um, her and Greg got divorced because marriage is their identity for a lot of them. And the fact that Quad dared, you know, get divorced from a man who they are friends with despite him being a terrible piece of shit, that for, for the wedge, that drove the wedge even further so I feel like they happily did did productions dirty work for them because they didn't like Quad. But I want them to stand up in the fact that they just don't fuck with Quad. Right. Fuck with That's Quad. the thing. Stand up in that. Because right. she hasn't done anything to them that they couldn't have work to patch up. And you're damn sure. Somebody should be mad. It should be Quad. Can you imagine how Jackie or Simone would have felt if Quad was sniggling and giggling with the women who caused chaos and confusion in their marriages on this show? Can you imagine that? You Can you imagine Quad? Oh, I just bumped into Tammy. Tammy seemed like a real cool chick. We've been getting drinks and stuff together, so I figure I'd bring her to this function. Can you imagine the chaos and calamity that would have ensued if Simone found out that Cecil was hanging out with Tammy and Quad? Come on, man. Like, you can't sit here and play in my face and tell me it's about Quad's character. She's this and she's that. Motherfucker Heavenly is right there. 
not even that. Let's let's take it one step further because Adrian brought this up when we were pre-gaming. Um, and it and I feel it needs to be said, we are getting to a point where production is inserting themselves into the friend dynamic of these groups, and you can tell that production is doing their best to drum up drama and chaos amongst this group when it's too peaceful. Okay, because there was no reason for production to go back to any of the women and tell them the things that Quad was saying when she was renegotiating her contract. And again, Quad is not wrong. This season has been anchored to her, Greg, and Letitia's mm -hmm. shoulders as being this salacious storyline that people should tune into and see. That has been why this show is has done so well in the first several episodes because we have mm -hmm. all wanted to see the dynamic between quad and t so why would i renegotiate my contract and not demand more when it is being asked of me to be in a situation where I have to deal with my ex who not, not my ex because we both decided to go our separate ways, but my ex because he cheated on me and that admitted on the reunion to being in hotel rooms with other women. My ex that abused me, put his hands on me and was abusing me. And we both caught some domestic violence charges back in the gap. That same ex. Yes, I deserve more money. No, Jackie has not had a better storyline than me. No, Simone has not had a better storyline than me. The only person who has been fully transparent day in and day out since being on this show is fucking Toya and Eugene, and that for good, bad, or indifferent. And the, mm -hmm. and the ones with the second highest record on that is Contessa and Scott, and they not here no more. And they're not here anymore because they dared to challenge, Contessa dared to challenge Heavenly, for being a shitty friend to her. And so this whole trying to have an intervention and all of the ladies wanting to call Quad down and talk to her, Heavenly didn't like it when that shit was done to her when Contessa tried to have an intervention. So, but there was no, well, it, and when it happened, I remember Jackie and Simone saying, well, maybe Contessa and Heavenly should have talked one-on-one. -on -one. She's not receptive by doing it like this. She feels ganged up mm -hmm. on I remember, yep, you're right, Candace. I remember that. So why wasn't Quad extended the same grace and opportunity? Again, if y'all have so much to get off y'all chest with Quad, why y'all haven't called that woman up and said, I want to sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one with you. We need to get to the bottom of this and figure out if we could be friends, if we can move forward, or if it's time to just call it even. And to they talk about, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Adrian. Because my thing is with production, because bring back the old school producers, maybe Carlos need to come over or something, because they're trying to put these casts together based on who they think is really scandalous, period, and not necessarily for the show. Because they brought Phaedra on this show, and Phaedra ain't done shit. And I think they think when people are like, we want to see Phaedra back on TV, that it's because we want to see Phaedra. No, we want Phaedra back on Real Housewives of Atlanta so she can have to stand in that shit she did to Candy. Having her here on Married to Medicine, don't do shit, ain't brought shit. Especially, we want her back there. Especially on, on Atlanta. 
when Heavenly just said on a live with Carlos King that they could not ask Phaedra about any of the candy stuff and any of the Real Housewives of Atlanta stuff because Phaedra called the network and called production and had a whole meltdown about how she's not going to discuss it. Yeah, she shouldn't be on the show because so that's why what we want to know. Here? Why is she fucking here? I also want to say it really ground my gears in this episode to watch y'all act like Phaedra is some good person uh, full of uh, humanity and kindness and grace when we saw in real time what the fuck she did to Candy and Todd we saw how she looped uh, Portia's simple minded ass into the chaos and she never was held accountable for it yet she's been allowed to come back to Bravo like nothing has fucking happened and again uh, I, to an extent, I do not feel sorry for Quad either because we have all seen what type of woman Phaedra is. Not only was she shitty to Candy and Ty, hell, she was shitty to Apollo. Hell, mm -hmm. we later found out she was telling bold face lies about uh, on Kenya. Made it seem like Kenya was trying to drop it off to uh, Apollo whole time. They was all lies. The text messages and everything was all fucking lies. We have seen this woman be a liar and a horrible person in real fucking time. And y'all thought, oh, talking about Phaedra is a good time. How is somebody that you can't trust a good time? And it's, and at the first opportunity she got, she stabbed Quad right in her motherfucking back. Mm -hmm. And then tried to paint Quad as a liar when Quad said Dr. G told her that he and Phaedra dated briefly, it took Sweet Tea saying, yeah, Greg mentioned something similar to me for y'all to be like, oh, okay. But y'all would believe Phaedra over Quad? Quad is dramatic, yes. Passive aggressive, she's that too. Yeah, but we have not her fault, but she doesn't deserve what happened to her. I'll say no, it like she, she doesn't deserve how they're treating her. If they don't want to be friends if they don't want to move forward i need them as nearing 50 women to stand up and say that quad we don't we can't do this and i don't need them to get together as a gang to do it these are conversations they could have had individually and then according to heavenly she got to come back because the season is boring <laughs> heavenly all but she all but admitted it when when it during the interview with carlos king Mm, mm, that quad is going to come back towards the end of the season because it was dry and that's another thing like none of y'all the, the only times this shit has been interesting was you know to candace's point toya and eugene for better or worse contestant scott what they was going through jackie and curtis what they was going through Quad and Greg, what they was going through. Now, uh, Sweet Tea, Greg, and Quad. It's like none, none of the rest of you motherfuckers are interesting. And I wouldn't even say that it, that they're that it's not like they're not interested. They are choosing to keep their marital woes private, and with that, they don't have anything else to rest their hinges on. So yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, you, the contract should change season to season, depending on who's bringing the fucking mess, mm -hmm. depending yeah. on who it's resting on for multiple, for two seasons, Contessa and Scott was fucking going through it. Yeah. They yeah, was going through it in real time. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the people bringing, bringing asses to seats to watch the shows 
should absolutely be able to negotiate their contracts. The fact that they tried to fire Quad and then they got to end up bringing her back because the show was a fucking snooze fest without her, it says a lot. It says a lot. And from based on the on the on the trailer, the more to come mid-season trailer, it looked like Sweet Tea is into it with uh into it with Jackie. And it looked like Simone and Heavenly is finna fight to the fucking duel. Mm-hmm. So even that time. was even that wasn't enough. Don't invite me on no vacation to treat me shitty. She didn't have to come. Y'all could have come back from the from the winery. And y'all could have handled y'all issues with Quad at, at that point. You brought her out there, excluded her from everything, then sent her home. That's bitch shit to me. That's, that's coward shit. Nasty business. Big coward energy. And production, again, I just don't like the fact that they are, they're putting their toes in these situations. Because like, as we just said, y'all fired Carlos King for doing that. Mm-hmm. Think of the missus, Pre- bitch. Think of the missus, bitch, you know it's production, ain't it? Production should be there to catch shit on film, keep people safe, and intervene only when necessary. There yeah. is no reason for production to be talking about confidential conversations between one of the cast members nego- renegotiating their contract and discussing that with the other ladies who was not in the room. Mm-hmm. That's got to breach some kind of violation, I feel. If it do, you know, Miss Quad or Sue. come on bar so hopefully hopefully how they did that was right so yeah definitely well we i'm i'm be tuned in tonight to see what's going on uh with this this departure episode because quad will be departing after this episode uh and then you know i'm sure we'll have some strongly worded opinions you know next next week but i know i'm gonna have a lot to say i've had a lot to say uh i hashtag my tweets if you want my thoughts and opinions on married to mad or potomac just go in the hashtag you'll see me there but i just i feel like these ladies move very cowardly things that they have not said with their chest to quad any other time they waited till they tried to form like a uh like a over the hill voltron to get it done and then did you see the interview that simone had after this episode no, what'd she say? Well, she basically said that when it comes to the Greg and Sweet Sweetie, uh, Sweet Tea, um, thing that her and Cecil hang with Dr. Greg, she enjoys Sweet Tea's company more than she en- enjoys Quad's. That she and Quad haven't been close for many years now, so she didn't even think about her feelings when Sweet Tea was being introduced to the cast. Of course not. But see, see, but, 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 but see, stay that with your chest on the camera. There you go. Exactly. There you go. There don't, you go. don't. Not, thank you so much for bringing this up, Adrian, because that's my problem with these ladies, especially Simone. Y'all, y'all have been gaslighting quad, acting like y'all are not being intentional when you are being intentional. You, it is intentional whether you want to admit it or not. You feel like you and quad are not friends. So, you felt like you were well within your rights to hang with Dr. Greg and his new wife. But say that. Don't try to act like Quad is making shit up or she's just out of her fucking mind by saying, hey, y'all have been showing me things to let me know that y'all don't see me as a friend. So why are y'all reacting with so much with such a visceral reaction when I'm returning that same energy? 
This is yep. nothing more than a return on fucking energy. Yep. And Simone, you very obviously don't consider no fucking body because you didn't plan a trip to the same place where Curtis was cheating on Jackie. I mean, I wouldn't have considered the bitch either, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, but again, as a friend, this is how, and we could tell, and Adrian, this goes right back to what you said. We could tell that the dynamic amongst these ladies has changed because as best friends, I would absolutely remember the place where your husband where, where your uh where your husband was taking his mistress. He had the bitch at the Catalina wine mixer. Mm. Oh, bitch, mm. we ain't never going back unless it's to get new dick at the Catalina wine mixer or goddamn self. <laughs> but but new, I just new. don't feel like Jackie and Simone are nearly as close as they were. They never got back close after their whole big blow up many seasons ago. When when Simone didn't even invite Jackie to Miles' graduation party, I don't think they ever fully recovered. I think they're cordial. They co-workers. I, I, they're co-workers. They can coexist in the same space. They could film together to get that additional income. But I do not feel like their friendship ever returned to what it once was. And we could tell. Yeah. They, have, they haven't been nearly as close on film as they were in the earlier season. No. Because, again, I wouldn't have... if. If and we're if just co-workers, Jackie can go. She can't Jackie go. Anything. She doesn't bring anything to the forefront after after she decided to say stay with Curtis Long eyed ass. She ain't had a storyline since then. Well, I take that back. When she did that really awful egregious shit to Buffy and acted like and, it was no big deal. Yeah, and then doubled and tripled down, which that was yeah. nasty. I feel like a lot of people have like been off of Jackie after that and rightfully so because that was very, that was nasty like that that, that was nasty and I well, do want to say every chance me. every chance Buffy gets she's still on Jackie neck I don't blame her honestly I really don't I really <laughs> don't I, I just you know I do think Jackie can go I do think Simone is selfish and self-centered and she is one of those people that um is you know she only respects you and considers you based on you know where y'all where y'all are in y'all friendship. And yes, friendships can hit bumps in the road. It happens. But if if I say we're friends, unless we make it perfectly clear we're no longer friends and don't fuck with each other, there's still gonna be a level of care and respect that I will give you, even even if there's a little bit of distance and some things we need to work through. Simone just doesn't do that. She doesn't she doesn't give a fuck about nobody. Um and I guess it's easy to do when you seem miserable. And shout out to shout out to Cecil for um coming on Twitter, uh acting like Mary J. Blige. Wait, like you was her lover and her secretary working every day of the week, was at the job when no one else was there, helping Simone's practice get on his feet. Um, mm. somebody tweeted, What the fuck do Cecil do? And Cecil said, Well, actually, I'm her IT person. I help with the files. Uh, I sweep up from time to time. Uh, I get the deliveries when we need them. See, so we don't give a fuck. So you're an administrative assistant. Okay, cool. You, and if that, you, if that's what, but and I would have no problem if that worked for them, but it don't seem like that works for them. Yeah, I was going to say, it, 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 it don't, don't seem like it's, it's working He lazy. The motherfucking boys is lazy. Okay. 20, again, almost 30. In school full time, might not graduate at twenty five. 
fucking lazy. Just lazy. But yeah, it they need to shake this show up. Maybe do Mary to Medicine. Uh who was it? It was a YouTuber I was watching and I can't remember who it was, but like they were like spread it out. Bring us uh like Jackie and them CNA, some RN, some stuff like that where you can bring in people to the show kind of organically. Mm-hmm. Shit, what happened to LA? Oh, Miami. LA, did, LA didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. And I don't think so. It was good. I liked it. I liked Man, LA. Yeah. And I think because it came on the on the heels of the pandemic, yeah. it didn't really get a fair shake. But I did I did like uh Married to Medicine LA. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, there's gotta be a more organic way to introduce people to the show. And we could be we could be honest, the way that they introduced Sweet Tea to the show, it was organic because one of the couples, at least one of the couples, actually hangs out with her. But the part that is giving me very weird is for Jackie to say she enjoys Sweet Tea more than she ever enjoyed Quad, she doesn't seem to have now, Sweet she Tea's back. She didn't, because I want to, she didn't say ever enjoy Quad. She just enjoys her more, more than she enjoys Quad. Okay. Simone, right? Yeah. yeah. But even on the show, it doesn't seem like Simone goes up for Sweet Tea. Like, you knew that Heavenly wanted this woman on the show to kind of make her the laughing stock in the punching bag. Why wouldn't that rub you the wrong way if you have gotten to know this lady? I guess it kind of goes to your point about how selfish and self-centered she is. Yeah. That even though she says she enjoys this person... Like if she could be, you know, gone tomorrow and it wouldn't really make a difference to her. She was just being petty to me. Mm. That's fair. And trying to give cover because a lot it seems like a lot of fans are not crazy about how they did quad. And this is people that aren't necessarily quad fans. Yeah. Cause I mean because we could be honest, it's gross. Like we could just call a thing a thing. It's gross. Yeah. It's very yeah. gross because because the thing is like we all saw it like we we for years we watched we watched this show we saw how Greg t- treated Quad he 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 and then at the reunion he confirmed basically confirmed everything that people have been saying to your point Adrian even people who aren't fans of Quad that he's a chauvinist he's misogynistic he's a terrible per- partner he's a terrible person he's selfish he's abusive both mentally. Uh, emotionally and physically and the fact that they thought it was a good idea to not only bring him back bring his new woman on the show with him and have quad on the same show and make the focal point about the awkwardness and friction between the three it's gross and everybody acknowledges and recognizes and knows how gross it is it's gross on production and it's gross on gross on the rest of the cast because again even if you aren't the biggest fan of Quad, this is gross. This is nasty that you motherfuckers are up here skinning and grinning and smiling in this motherfucker's face when he literally we, we when we saw and it, he admitted that he was abusive towards Quad and y'all are doing this shit, parading him as oh oh he upgraded, oh he looks so good, he's healthy. Who gives a fuck? He's an abusive piece of shit. And then acting like y'all don't understand why Quad doesn't feel like this is a safe space for her. Fuck y'all. That is. Yeah. I don't have a I, I don't have a problem with them not liking quad, not wanting the tape. I don't ha- I don't have any problem with that wanting her off the show, whatever. But standing that, don't act stupid. Y'all got two degrees there to play stupid. Like y'all don't understand why she doesn't feel safe with y'all. 
Yep. Yeah, that's it. Just stand up in it. Absolutely. Stand on business, even if that business is nasty. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And and I'm you know, I'll say this, then we'll take a break and come back and discuss uh our own shows. But um again, all of the passive aggressiveness to try to seem like the bigger person, to try to seem so classy and so this and so that. It's not working out in y'all favor. Y'all would do best by having real conversations and getting y'all feelings out there. I absolutely understand why Quad doesn't see y'all as a friend. And it was happening long before the sister circle situation. And it has continued after. Y'all have not wanted to be close to Quad again after y'all were very mean to her during her divorce and have continued to hang out with, be friends with, kick it with, get to know Dr. Greg and his new wife. And again, that's y'all business. But you can't fault Quad for not wanting to be around y'all while y'all do it. You cannot. It's a conflict of interest. Yep. Y'all have y'all chose a lot of a lot of you ladies and your husbands, y'all chose Dr. Greg in the divorce. So stand on that. But you can't expect Quad to want to come around and be bothered with y'all while y'all collude with her abusive ex-husband. And again, y'all say things and be nasty instead of just saying, you know, we understand that Quad and Greg had a tumultuous relationship that ultimately ended in divorce. As as their friends and as people who got to know both of them, we just want to see them happy going forward. Um, you know, we've gotten to meet and get to know Greg's uh, new wife. She's a nice woman. We hope that she and Greg will be happy. And ultimately, we always hope that Quad will find happiness. Y'all haven't done any of that. Y'all have taken digs at Quad and used this man and his wife to do it. And she don't owe y'all nothing. She really don't. And I just saw a picture of Toya hanging out with Anila. Had Anila over her house. (laughs) That is wild. So this cannot be, you cannot still be mad at Quad about the whole robbery shit because you are quite literally hanging out with the woman who was saying it was you. That's who crazy. was saying you had a hand in it. The beef with Quad and Toya has always been that Quad does not need a doctor to have the lifestyle that she wants to have. And I'm not saying Toya can't get to a bag, but Toya just, she's not going to get to the same type of bag Eugene has without Eugene. And that's what this has been about. So... And also, I want to point out how fat phobic Dr. Jackie is. That's not lost on me either, how she spent the last several seasons calling the ladies fat. They, she called them fat so much, they all went and got on Ozempic. She used to call Toya fat. She used to call Simone fat. She called Heavenly fat. Like, J- Jackie do kind of got a nasty, n- nasty something about her. She got a nasty spirit. We can be honest. I mean, literally the Buffy thing like showed how nasty her spirit was. I mean, we've been through that. She, that sorority, nice, nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Well, y'all, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to close out by uh, discussing um, Love and Marriage Huntsville and Bell Collective. And uh, so stay, stay tuned and join us after the break. Welcome back, niggas. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's head over to the land on uh, uh, Huntsville. I mean, the... Uh, I don't know. You, you women are married to fucking buffoons. That's what I got. Y'all are married to fucking buffoons. It should not have taken that much beating somebody over the head for them to realize that what they said was problematic. And I'm talking about Maurice because it has taken this much for you to realize that you 
said some really nasty, awful things that you had no business saying that put your wife in the in a line of fire. And you're still acting like it's not a big deal. And I feel like Kimmy is always defending Maurice. Yeah. Like he don't need to be defended. Hold his feet to the fire and then move around. This is a grown ass man who has been married before, who has a child. Why are you holding his hand and coddling him when he does shit wrong? It's just very fucking annoying. And and it's and I don't I'm to the point I don't feel sorry for Kimmy. You know what you got in that nigga. You know what you got in the in the light skin hips. She married a man. One child. brother got light skin. One brother light skin with hips. One brother dark skin with hips. Fucking coke bottle shaped ass niggas. Ew. Leave leave me alone with that. Uh. <laughs> now Mel, why did you volunteer that information unprovoked? We did not need to know Martel never made you have an orgasm. Because I just said on Ratchet Reloaded, it's a lot of pregnancies that happen, but the orgasms didn't come with them. No, that makes you look stupid. So that man was playing in your face with a mistress for over half of y'all mirrors, and he wasn't making you come? You play too much. Yeah, you shouldn't have told nobody that. Because that's one of them things where you thought you was making him look bad, but you made yourself look stupid. Because I'm not giving nobody four babies nothing, and I can't get one orgasm. One? The ratio is not ratioing. Uh-uh. Not at all. I think it's weird that Martel is running around with his wedding band on. Y'all are divorced. And doing it in a house where your, where your ex-wife is at is very fucking weird. And did you know that this trip was like close to the time that that um, revenge porn thing he tried to do came out? No, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was around. This was around that time. I feel like when it was one, I, and I I feel like I know you said it, Adrian, but it was one of those things where like we you said that you wish Mel would just go with pull a Mariah Huck and just be behind the scenes mm-hmm. because I just feel like no no amount of being on TV is worth always having your piece tampered with. And these motherfuckers on this show, all of them, even the ones that claim to be her friend, even the Fletchers and and Kimmy and the, they do not respect the fact that this man was really fucking evil to her. This man is not no was because I could almost give it to him if it was a was. This man is evil to her. He does not fucking stop. He does not let up. And it to me, it's just not worth it. And I get that she makes for good TV and the show must go on, but it wouldn't be at my expense that the show would be going on. Mm-hmm. He will not let, let give that woman peace. I would on this show and I would go on about my business and collect my um, producer check. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you, you, you know, you know something that I turn around because because Adrian was the one that was now let let Candy Coda stay on the sideline. <laughs> No, I I was, but now if that's what it takes, like for them to for her to feel like she can keep the show going and not be a part, because there's no way I wouldn't have been able to. And then it's during that time, and then people are looking at you weird because you you're weird with this nigga. Like, excuse me, yeah. So I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't. And then to be in the same house, and to be in the same house with this man, and he bring another woman in to to fuck and you know everybody knows about it 
like it's like y'all y'all want her to care so bad and she really just does not she all does not do, care all do that is you confirm to her this is why i don't fuck with y'all when these cameras not roll like yes i understand like again i understand wanting to keep the chaos and the mess going but at what cost to what extent especially when the other couples are not transparent about the shit that they have going on in their lives this uh marceau and tisha shit is bullshit it's utter bullshit this smoke and mirrors he don't believe for one second tisha didn't cheated on him she ain't believe for one second she was fucking pregnant this whole big thing where he acting like he's so distraught and upset it's all bullshit this is to keep us from asking questions about what's going on with their business dealings and all these fucking lawsuits pending against them and scope. Nobody believes Tisha has cheated on Marceau, especially Marceau. And to see them sitting up there lying, talking about, oh, 99% of women not faithful to their husbands from a group of fucking cheaters. This is right. 99%. Talking about the first thing on my mind is not that my vasectomy failed, but that you was you was cheating on me. You don't think that because she don't think she didn't think she was pregnant for real. They had to have a storyline. They had to have something salacious to talk about. Like these group of niggas talking about cheating is again. But again, it, it goes back to your what you were saying before, Candace, about the lack of self-awareness. This foolish. Mm-hmm. It's like I know y'all fuck y'all y'all niggas of all people. I know you fucking lying. It's just very foolish. Um, I just wanna before we go any further, I wanna say, I don't know if y'all ever been on the clock app, um, and you see Stormy's body glaze being advertised, that shit good for real, y'all. I did buy some. I did. And it's fucking good. Boy, my skin is soft. Y'all mean that shit. I just wanted to say that. Them uh canvas products, they they I like them. Also, I like the fact that Stormy and and her, and Courtney is like, yeah, this cool, but we not staying here with you, motherfuckers. We good on that and on y'all. You not finna have us up in here arguing, fussing, and fighting. Well, I mean, hey, I, I don't blame them. Also, mm-hmm. don't get don't get no goddamn house where we I gotta share no bathroom with other adults. We couples now. Texas big enough where you could have found houses where everybody got their own bathroom. But y'all working on that own budget, not that Bravo budget. Yeah, so I yeah. Rest. I was just about to say that's probably all that the budget could afford. Yeah. So what do y'all feel about Nell inviting Kiki down? For what? I'm. I'm. I, this I'm one of them situations of where if Tisha would have hauled off and socked the shit out of Nell, she would have been well within her rights. Cause bitch. Don't you dare invite nobody on a trip to stay in the house where I'm staying who assaulted me by throwing a drink in my fucking face without talking to me. Production is not messy enough because they should have had um, Tisha invite that daughter, that outside daughter, Chris, on the vacation since she don't That's, ever get Hello? It. No, it should have invited her mom. <laughs> That's who they should have. They should have invited Chris Fletcher's mistress. There is no reason for Kiki to be here. I don't know why Kiki's on the show. Yeah, whatever Kiki and Tisha have going, it runs so much deeper than this show. We're never going to get the full truth. Kiki and Marceau been fighting all over social media for the last several days, and it's pretty tiresome. And it's been kind of, uh, it's been teetering on homophobic. Like Kiki saying, like, Marceau 
mess with men and let people put stuff in his booty. There's no reason you as a gay man, Carlos, shouldn't even want that kind of shit around you. Kiki doesn't have a purpose. Kiki doesn't have a storyline. What is for Kiki to be on the show? What is her storyline outside of fighting with Tisha and Marceau? That's what we, that's what I want to know to make her a viable part of this cast. What do she have going on? That's not associated with fussing and fighting with her cousin and her cousin's husband. I think they got Kiki because they took Miss Wanda off and they want somebody to always be bothering Marcel. Yeah, that's what it is. But for that, you could have left Wanda. You really could have. You could have left Wanda. I mean, I'm just like I said, it's it don't serve a purpose. They're not going to get through whatever they have going on as family ever, let alone while these cameras are rolling. Yeah. Everybody should just stay out of family business because something tells me that this little uh, rivalry and stuff that Kiki and Tisha have, this has been since they were girls. Oh, yeah, they, like they, girls. they have. Like that, but that's Kiki at least on has been kind of transparent about that to an extent that this is like long standing, like you know. But again, the, the, I agree with Candace. Like, they not going to get through that shit probably ever. Damn sure not on these cameras where, let's be real, both the show nor the surrounding cast have either of their best interests at heart. Right. right. So if they're not bringing in Dr. Francis to help. They <laughs> right. Right. Because right. yeah. Dr. Right. Francis would have got to the root of this. And, and that's and that's why I said Nell was being messy. And again, I'm not mad at her. Because we need somebody willing to bring the mess to the show. But this was for mess. You don't want a resolution between Kiki and Tisha because you didn't bring in a professional to help mediate it. Listen, Dr. Francis got too real with the cast and they ain't had him back on no more. Not ever since. He was holding everybody's feet to the fire and they said, nah, we, nah, accountability, nah, we not to get this nigga out of here. I really would like show. to see Dr. Francis back, honestly. Yeah, because like he because he, he, he was on show. Yamla got a lane that's left empty that he could be in. And he actually got credentials. Right. I was gonna say he actually a real doctor. Yeah. I'm gonna write on. Mm-hmm. Let me let me write a letter to on. Dear on if you niggas is missing a bag. I think they are. He can For have sure. all well no, I don't know if they can cross. If he could have Krishan and Blueface, but oh, I'm, he he got some people that he can help. Yeah, no, and we know of their drama, so he got some people. Yeah, but now nah, he he was a good therapist, and that and and because he was a good therapist, that's the exact reason why they ain't had him on the show no more. Mm-mm, they cut the the trip short, and we ain't seen him since. <laughs> right. Because wasn't the last, as a matter of fact, wasn't the last two people he sat with Tisha Air Marceau. <laughs> I, think I that, thought it was Lewis and Tiffany. It was. It was either. It was either them or Tiffany. Uh, I mean, not or uh, Lou. Oh, uh, damn. The, the other two that I said. He was one of those two couples. Yeah. yeah after that, he was. After that, they was like, "Nah, get this nigga out of here. He's too real." Mm. <laughs> we here for play, play. <laughs> <laughs> right. This nigga. This nigga actually trying to get to the root of some problems. We just here so we can get a check. Right. Like we ain't signed up for this. So okay, like. I feel like we're at a point in these shows where I can honestly say nothing noteworthy has gone on yet. And yeah, it's kind of like one or two things, but overall it's felt like a lot of filler. Yeah. But I don't, I feel like of all of the shows that we've been covering, Bell Collective 
um, has probably been giving us the least amount of filler. I feel like the only thing I need, I want Carlos and Bell Collective to do is get Glenn and Letitia off my TV screen because <laughs> this, this is, this is filler. Um, y'all are together in real time and this whole plan, like y'all so disgusted. And then on this episode, y'all had a breakthrough and you going you giving him one final chance. You Girl, you been giving me. him final chances since we started this show. Come on, sis. Hello. <laughs> I do love how all of us are collecti- collectively just over them faking like they actually like working through shit. And it's like, y'all been working through shit. You ain't leaving that nigga. I love that we all like fed up with that, with the facade. Show us what it is, to what it's like to let your man cheat in peace. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the transparency we need. You might as well be truthful about what your situation is. Because you're not the, I mean, she's not the only woman that's with a nigga that cheats. No, she's not. So maybe she can find her sister in and they can, I mean, but this, this is, this is late and it's boring and people see through it. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Give us something new and li- and get that nigga out the booth, please. Absolutely. Listen. Put, if it's not a telephone booth, keep him out of it. Yeah, even then. He might try to rap. Telephone booth no more, but. I want Letitia to admit that she lied on Tambra because mm-hmm. at this point we have Latrice and Tambra both saying the same thing. Tambra has always maintained that she never said she didn't want to be in no group chat with Aikisha. Months later, Latrice has come forward and said, yeah, Letitia told me that that was all a play because she didn't want to be bothered with Aikisha. Okay. Mm. Two two different women who are not necessarily that close and were not that close at the time have both said this was all orchestrated by Letitia and Letitia is still acting like Tambra is the liar in this situation. Damn, That is Leti- getting on my fucking nerves. And for Marie to act like she did, first of all, we might make fun of Tambra voice and it's whatever, <laughs> but I mm. feel like Tambra is absolutely in the right for giving Maria and Letitia her ass to kiss. She didn't do nothing to them bitches that warranted them seeking out and reaching out to her ex, who was abusive, who she had a protective order against at one point in time, who she hadn't dealt with since 2016. Why does she need to be uh, disclose to y'all anything that happened in that relationship? Are y'all fucking dumb? They are. And what world does a woman have to disclose to you bitches about a relationship that happened seven years ago? Especially, especially someone you don't really know like that for real, for real. Like she, she don't owe y'all that. And the fact that y'all felt so entitled and so comfortable getting in touch with this man, scheduling a lunch, sitting down with this man allowing him to sell you all type of lies and wolf tickets and y'all running with it like it was the fucking truth this the the, y'all is the worst type of bitches to me bitches who take a man's word over a woman's do you know how many men get away with being abusers and being harmful to women you know how many men is out there with protective orders against them now still and they still harassing the fucking women and you giving him an opportunity and a platform to be able to still harass her vicariously through y'all. And that's nasty. Y'all are not women's women. Y'all are two bitches with bad BBLs. Tisha don't even have a BBL. She just built bad. So that's even worse. 
and nothing to do. Cause how mm, mm, mm. your mother is your mother didn't smoked her her real teeth out. Then then smoked her her fake teeth out. Then then smoked up your meat coat. You got bigger fish to fry. And you where is your man off. at? You would be pissed off if somebody brought in your mom's addiction counselor or something like that to talk about that. You act just like your mama. You don't want to admit it. The only difference between you and your mama is she don't she you don't smoke crack to get away from your problems. You just cause chaos. That's it. That's the only difference. You don't smoke. You don't smoke crack to get to get away from your problems. You just cause chaos in other women's lives. But if I was Tambra, once I drop this baby. I'm going. I'm going to have a conversation with the lady that had uh, what's uh, Letitia' husband name that we didn't know if that was his baby or not for like twelve. Oh yeah. Years. I'm, oh yeah. I'm, I'm going, going to, to talk I'm to going her. To have a, I'm going to have a chit chat with her, and I'm and I'm going to sit down with Marie's estranged husband, brother. Why are you not in the picture? What's going on? Is it really something with her? And that's like we if we gonna get messy and dirty, let's get messy and dirty. Cause for for Marie to have a a small a younger child, her daughter who's like nine or ten, we don't never see the dad around, and and she that's who the that's who her daughter is with her husband. Her her adult son has a different father, but her daughter is with her husband that she's estranged from. So if we is going into people past and we is trying to dig up dirt and shit like that, let me let me oblige you, let me join you, let me take it up a notch for you. Just all, just all in the wrong business. And again, for the life of me, I don't know why they keep fucking lying. I absolutely do believe that Letitia didn't want to be in that group chat with Aikisha because her and Aikisha were going after the same Fair Street project, but Aikisha's name rung the bigger bells. And so she didn't want to be in, she didn't want to be friends with her competition at the time. Mm-hmm. Cause if she, cause if Aikisha was able to make some shake with Fair Street, now she looking kind of stupid. Yep. And also, this is, uh, I understand why Tamber wanted to tell Aikisha because Aikisha did IVF as well and had some issues with conceiving. However, you, Aikisha invited you to this event knowing you were pregnant and still put you in a line of fire to be arguing with these bitches. And that alone is why I wouldn't fuck with her ever again. If don't nobody else know, but you know. So yeah. And Aikisha, I don't know. You don't really have no storyline either. Mm-mm. None of y'all really have like a storyline without move back to New Jersey. Ain't yeah. that where she's from? He want to move back to yeah. New Jersey. So fair. I feel like he was here for her for the show, and to and he would have been okay with staying if she actually got what she wanted for the fair street project but she don't have yep. none of that she's ready mm-hmm. to go back home yep yep and, and exactly that's exactly it like because i think he even said in that is like he even questioned like so what like nothing happened with the project and y'all have been going back and forth about this shit for 84 moons now i ain't need ain't no progress been made on either side so like if it just feels like a waste of time yep Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely think you know that unnecessary jab at her weight that he took aside. I definitely feel like that was him saying, "Hey, we need to pack this shit up because this is wasting all of our times." Ain't no money being made with this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we can just go. This was a nice little outing, you know, nice little project. But let's go and pack this and go on back home. 
where the money at. Yep. Yep. So it's just kind of like leave us alone. Uh, go find you something to do. I do agree that JJ and Willie, um, what they said about Cliff is absolutely true. He do not have Glenn's best interest at heart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Glenn too much of a fucking loser to realize that that nigga is steering him wrong. Cliff and Latrice barely living in the same house together. Why would you be taking advice from that motherfucker? Just fucking, just real foolish. Stupid. Yeah, just real foolish and real stupid. Is that all that happened? I mean, to your point, they none of them really have a lot going on in the storylines. Like it's less it's less filler than the rest of the shows, but even still, it's still kind of filler. I feel like Tamra has the most going on, and I think we'll finally start getting to see more of her pregnancy uh when it's revealed next episode. Yeah. Well, at least all that, you know, she will allow, you know, for yeah. for health reasons. Because mm-hmm. I because I can imagine like she, you know, maybe a bit transparent, but she don't want, you know, too much stress on the baby and the pregnancy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, that's it, y'all. We ain't got nothing else for today. We gonna we gonna uh get on get on up out of here. Uh y'all be safe. Uh, stay out of trouble. Troy your rights. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking other men. <laughs> that man going through it over there. That man is struggling, boy. Well, <laughs> you, you, that's what you picked. So you lay down, <laughs> fuck a dog with fleas. Mm. You Wait end up with Lyme. Off. You gonna end up with Lyme disease. Mm. I'm just saying. Uh, but that's it. We'll, we're we're out. We'll be back. Um, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the Patreon because a new episode of Ratchet Reloaded is dropping as well. Uh, shout so, out to John for coming through. Yeah, shout out to John for coming through. Check out the John Effect pod with him and Miss Jackie. Carefree Blurred. Some great content. You can expect to hear myself, Adrian, and Jeremy on uh, some of John's uh, new content coming in the new year. Uh, we appreciate you for always reaching out and getting our perspective on life, John. So we look forward to that. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody who's listened to us. The year is winding down. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Uh, shout out to um, shout out to Blair. Shout out to our good sis Brooke, who is doing her thing over there with everything Bravo and Housewives, and all of our dedicated listeners who tune in. Uh, doesn't go unnoticed and uh, we'll be back y'all peace bye y'all